Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We have a great guest, but first, a quick chat about goal setting. Goal setting is one of the most important aspects to achieving anything in life. If you don't know where you're going, you might end up someplace else. I'd like to invite you to join me for three days on the Mexican Riviera for an intensive goal setting retreat so that you start your 2020 with energy, purpose, focus, and momentum. The annual goal setting retreat will take place over the first weekend in December on the beautiful Mexican Riviera. Registration is now open. You can register directly at victorjm.com events. That's victorjm.com events. Or send an email to goals at victorjm.com. That's goals at victorjm.com. We keep these retreats small and intimate. This event will sell out. Send an email to goals at victorjm.com. We are back. Here on the Weekend Edition, we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. All the way from Stockton, California, we have a great guest. Welcome to the show, Tamara Aragon. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So Tamara, you've been at this a little while, but maybe why don't <laughs> yep. you give us a little bit of your backstory and how you got deep into this realm of real estate investing? Um, I'll try to keep it short, but I uh, have I started my first multi-million dollar business at a very young age of uh, by 21. But unfortunately, when you're young and you start and you find success, sometimes you get a little haughty. So I uh, personally did that and uh, did that successfully for many years, not real estate. And at one point, because of course I didn't get mentors and coaches and I wasn't raised with a silver spoon in my mouth, I uh, didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I ended up going out of business and uh, foreclosure, bankruptcy, and then my mother got sick. It was a really hard time. I mean, literally that story you see on the PowerPoints when speakers are, are talking and you think, all of that couldn't have happened at once. Well, it did. And that was a lot of years ago. And uh, when I was going through that, uh, I was walking through an airport one day and I looked up and I saw a book. It was called The One Minute Millionaire. And it was written by Robert Allen and Mark Victor Hansen. And for some reason, that book just jumped off the page. And, and when I read it, I figured out I had been doing it wrong all these years. No one had ever taught me about multiple streams of income or real estate or, you know, exactly the logistics behind what I was doing. Shortly after reading that book, they showed they were going to be in a seminar uh, up in Los Angeles, which is about five hours from my hometown. So I drove there, and like ex, you know, we all know now, uh, expected it, this free seminar turned into a great big offer for some fantastic coaching and training from them directly. So I didn't have a lot of money. Um, and I don't know if anybody else has ever done this when I start when they start out, um, but I, uh, I'm always a can-do, figure-it-out kind of person. So I called a friend. I raised my hand to buy this program they were offering, uh, and I had no idea how I was going to pay for it before I walked to the back of the room. So I made a phone call, and somebody gave me a credit card to uh, pay for it. Uh, with my promise to pay them with interest on their credit card. So I, first of all, had some faith from some people in my life that allowed me to do that. So I followed that training diligently for about a year, uh, reaching out to people in foreclosure and um, doing some other ways of investing in businesses and things. But my main focus was handwriting. This is when they didn't have a lot of computer stuff, letters to those in foreclosure. 
Well, I had my first deal uh, in about, it actually started in about nine months. I ended up making almost six figures on one first little real estate deal uh, with no money, literally not even a penny in title, bad mistake, didn't know it. (laughs) Um, And I was just all in on real estate after that. So fast forward to today, you're still a very active investor in several different markets. Yes. But one of the things that caught my attention when we were talking about doing this particular interview is the fact that you do a lot of work, really location independent. You can be at times on the beach in the South Pacific or wherever it might be and still run your business effectively. And so I think that's there's an important element for us to dig deeper into. How do you set up the systems and processes to have a viable, vibrant business that's rich in transactions and still have a sustainable lifestyle? Well, I think that uh, sometimes there's some uh, illusion that you can run real estate investing without really having good relationships relationships with people. Uh, I first, right out the shoot, um, went after a lot of, I did a lot of networking and um, I've created some powerful I have five crews for my rehabs. I have uh, people that back me up on um, my office administration staff. I have a staff in addition to a lot of people who work from their home to help me out. I've created good relationships with my realtors, my title companies. I mean, it's taken, It's not something that somebody would just wake up one day and have. But over the years, I've been able to build really good relationships and some good networking. That actually brings me deals too. I have some really good relationships I've built with other investors um, who we share deals and and do a lot of stuff like that. So I think it's a people business. And I think if you can get your people skills down and don't be afraid to pick up the phone and create relationships and create teams. And then of course, there's the good old internet now, uh, which I love. Uh, So I I do a lot with Google, (laughs) Google Calendar, Google Tasks, Google Chrome, uh, the worksheets. I have a, I use Asana for my tasks. So systems are important as well. So systems ran by people that we can all communicate and help for things to run smoothly. In, in my experience, even when you have systems in place, generally you put the systems to handle the success case, the normal conditions. And when decisions bubble up to the top of the house, bubble up to the decision maker, it's almost always to manage exceptions, things that don't fit the, the normal case. Probably, exactly. I think it's been said, 80% of senior management's attention goes to managing exceptions. You want to talk, exactly. talk a little about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll be the one to, um, I have a person that will gather all my contracts, work the comps, give me all the information about the property, plug it into, uh, I actually use Podio uh, for my uh, property management. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Podio, but that's um, what I use. So when I get a a task where I've had, I have VAs that call out, I have a very systematic direct mail system. Um, So when we find there's a lead, when somebody feels that it's a lead, a person in an office, uh, they gather all the details um, and they upload them there. And then that task is assigned to me. I review, I have a contract developed. uh, The contract is emailed to the seller. I, I get on the phone, but I could do that from anywhere with a seller, um, make sure everybody's on the same page, and then pretty much everything else is managed by my office staff to make sure, kind of like a transaction coordinator. 
uh, to make sure that the transactions are managed. So I guess the big decision would be, do I want to buy this property? What's the price? How are we going to fund it? So those are the things that come down on me. So from a funding perspective, are you re- using your own capital? Are you working with investors? Are you are you raising capital? How's that process all work? Both. Um, I've got a good amount of money of my own um, that I buy and sell and sometimes have mortgaged my buy and holds. But my cash, my five flips a month that I do are mostly with my money. And then I've had uh, investor friends. I have about 15 other people that have said to me, gosh, I really like what you're doing, but I really don't want to be a real estate investor. Can I just give you my money and you go do it? So uh, yeah, I have a good good amount of people that do real estate with me. I call them my money partners. I don't, I'm not an official uh, investment firm, so I can't legally sell that. Um, but I do have friends that have decided to jump on board with me. And so it's a little bit of both. I love it. You're working mostly on smaller transactions, a lot of single family homes and flips that uh, are not necessarily, you know, multi-million dollar transactions. You want to talk a little bit about the trade-off between doing these bread and butter type homes versus maybe higher value luxury properties. Why did you choose to focus on this particular segment? They're just easier to go in and work with sellers on. I find that I have found, I mean, there's both. I've done some big deals. It just isn't my focus. Um, I could I could go in and get a house that's in more what I call the middle class price range. A couple of reasons they're easier to work with the sellers to turn. Uh, secondly, I have found that because I, I work direct to sellers normally on when I'm purchasing. And secondly, when I go to sell them, they sell way faster than I have uh, in my area. A mid range price would be maybe around two to fifty to three hundred. And if once I get over $500,000 on a resale, it takes months and months to turn it. So I like the quick turn of the mid-range price. And then presumably because you're in that price bracket where there is demand, uh, there's strong demand for product, you can pretty much hit your your projected number within probably a few thousand dollars. Exactly. And a lot of of times over. And truthfully, that 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 mid-range anything under two fifty and under in my little town of Stockton, that's a really good price. It'll sell in less than a week. But you know, I had a couple at a half million last year, and they took more like six months. And you know, when money's just sitting like that, <laughs> it costs money. So I really I really like quick flips. I love it. And presumably those homes also qualify for, you know, a lot of the traditional FHA financing and a lot of the agency loans for many first-time buyers. Exactly. Exactly. Um, They can also get conventional now, though, which is nice, too. Um, There was a little time after our little last downturn where it was a lot harder uh, for a person that was just getting started to get uh, conventional loans. But now, now they're coming back to being a little bit easier. So, so yeah, it just opens up the gamut to more people, affordable housing, really. I mean, affordable housing is going to always go faster than uh, what I would call not affordable housing. <laughs> housing that is, is uh, where, where the mortgage payment doesn't really supplement people's income. Uh, more in the luxury segment. Yes. One of the laments that I hear very frequently these days is that a lot of competitions come into the market. People are paying too much for properties. The margins are getting squeezed. The risk is going up because margins are getting thinner. What's been your experience? Uh, my experience is yes. Um, I was doing a lot of trustee sell, buying on the court steps, 
Um, (laughs) It's extremely competitive to go up against hedge funds and banks and um, everybody's down there buying at whatever price prices I won't pay. Um, I get a lot of my business from uh, direct mail, the system I have right now. So it's not just, in fact, I started out doing direct mail, like I said in the beginning, handwriting letters, right? And then I went to a company that had postcards. And now I have just a system where people call call in on the postcards, the number's recorded, and then I have VAs that call them back out. So it's not just direct mail. It's direct mail where numbers captured and we're able to proactively go after um, the people who have received the direct mail and responded. So... Um, I think just a really good direct mail system and and focusing on off-market properties has been the reason that I'm getting a good, (laughs) a lot of deals when a lot of my friends in the business here are not. I love it. If you had some words of wisdom for our listeners, what would they be? I think I mentioned in the beginning working with people and um, I have scripts, for instance, that I started out with and working with the realtors, the lenders, the title companies. Uh, I, beginners usually are afraid to say what they do because they're, you know, feeling a little insecure about what they know and don't know. But I think if, you, if I could give uh, some advice to someone who is wanting to get started in real estate um, is just to be open about your uh, status. Hey, I'm just getting started and, you know, this is what I'm looking for and like trying to connect and just say that to everybody in the business that you can do it and then um, track those names. Good. Like I have them in my, I'm a Google freak, Google contacts, and then I have spreadsheets of by category. So anytime I need any, any of those people, I, um, I'm, I'm, you know, they're easily found. And, and then I find ways to give back as well, not just take. Well, I, I love that. And, uh, you know, many of our listeners are actually not rookies. M- the vast majority of them are actually more advanced real estate investors. And what mm-hmm. I'm hearing from you is to really focus on being not just organized, but super organized almost to the extreme so that no detail gets left uh, lying by the side of the road and, you know, you don't miss any follow-ups and, and all of that. So it's really an emphasis on very strong systems. It, it is. And actually money is in our follow-up. I mean, if all I did was send a direct mail piece, I wouldn't be getting any deals right now. So uh, that, that's, that's very true. Fantastic. And if I remember correctly, you've got something you'd like to share with our listeners as well. Well, I have a couple of different things. I don't, I know you said, uh, I know that your listeners are high level. A, a lot of them are high level real estate investors. If anybody's interested in doing any kind of residential real estate investing, um, uh, on the side, I guess, I'm going to call your laptop investor. <laughs> I have a product, locatorgold.com. Um, if you want to stay in touch or uh, have anybody listening that might want to uh, learn, that might be starting out in this level, you know, maybe, maybe interested in learning the residential side. I have a book, for instance, it's 27 Ways to Find Real Estate. Um, and they can get that at reiposse.com. I say join my posse. It's reiposse.com um, and stick their email in there. And it's a, it's a 30 days of how to, you know, do the real estate investing business like I do. So, I love it. Free. That's free. Fantastic. Well, for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Tamara at reiposse.com and download her free ebook. And I'm going to download it myself. And I'm sure that there's going to be some tips and tricks in there that uh, that I can learn from. And in the meantime, thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Mm-hmm.